podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kinnett. And with me to look at two massive wins for LFC, um, I've got the rest of the A-team. I've got uh, my namesake and our AI uh, resident video analyst, Mr. Daniel Rhodes. Good evening, Rosie. Evening, Dan. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm really good. Yes, I'm, I'm very good after those results. Mm, two belts. I'm going to another result at Man's there. And I believe it was the um, first ever um, pressing collection done during the small hours of the morning. <laughs> yeah, three o'clock in the morning I woke up to do this one. <laughs> Collecting pressing stats because you were... <laughs> I couldn't sleep because of the wind. Because you couldn't sleep. Oil force winds kept me awake, so I thought I may as well do something constructive. Um, and it's a good job I did because it was a good old six and a half hours, this one. As we'll wow. come Wow, there you go. That's the kind of that's the kind of effort that goes into making this podcast, right? Um, and I do have our uh, dynamic duo of sports scientists. Um, first of all, I've got our professor of data science at Middlesex University. It's uh, Dr. Phil Barter. Good evening, how are we Phil. doing? How are we doing, boys? I should have joined you, Rosie, in the early hours of the morning. My little one's been keeping me up. Didn't think to do some analysis, but anyway, you know. <laughs> no, you're not, I mean, the last is data collection. Yeah, I should have done that. Never mind. I mean, I thought, of all the times of the day, the data collection, doing it when you when you just woke up. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be harsh, but fair play to you, mate. Fair play. Yeah, epic. I, I had a coffee before I'm done. I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm I'm saving the best to last. It's uh, it's it's our most practiced and most travelled sports scientist. It's Mr. Simon Brundish. This is some significant praise. I get this all the, all the time from you, Dan. I'm, I'm very humbled. You're the ones who use the ITK. You're you're, there, you're in the industry, man. You know. <laughs> I wear sh- I get paid to wear shorts you for a living. That's for sure. <laughs> Do not underestimate the amount of players that you talk to on a daily basis and train. Yeah. yeah and dressing rooms that you're in inside of. Anyway, in MVP, MVP Brundish. Yes. Right. Anyway, we are going to start off by looking at a massive game in the San Siro last week. After our reserve side went and beat AC Milan there. Early in the campaign, we returned for the first leg of the Champions League knockouts in the round of 16 um, against the, the stadium mates Inter. And it was an absolute rip-roaring match. Um, and we're going to start off by talking about the lineups. So probably the biggest game of the season so far, Si. Yeah, it was exciting. And it's it's really big game. I, I, think, I think it gets missed a little bit sometimes. Um, because we're so fixated on Premier League in that in our media and stuff. Inter are a massive team. They've won the pre- they've won the Champions League in the last decade. They they they're playing at the San Siro. It's one of the historic stadiums. 
Um, it's it's a big deal, and Harvey yeah. Elliott started, which is a really really big deal. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned it there. So Harvey started in in in, in on in, in the third midfield slot. To say how how did how was the, how did we line up the rest of the team? Uh, so Canate came in to give give uh, Matip a bit of a. Uh, uh, rest, not really, but just to make sure they're all topped up. Um, I think Klopp has done a phenomenal job with, with rotating. Uh, this is a level he's never done in his entire career before. Um, five subs in this, seven, uh, five in this, changes, seven in the next game. Um, uh, awesome. I, I was very excited to see Salah, Jota and Mane um, fly. Uh, and the, the Inter, how... It, uh, because you, how you've talked about for years now, uh, good luck with a back three, mm. and and no messing around. That Perisic and Dumfries, they're not fullbacks, um, and so it's properly a back three with with a couple of wingers that try to tuck in occasionally. So, um, so it was like, let's see how our, our lightning fast boys um, line up against your Grocks at the back, but they're actually not Grocks. They're they're very silky, great defenders. It's one of the under underrated defences in Europe. Um, but there's quite a significant uh, change for them in midfield because Vidal, the thug of of all filthy thugs, um, has to come in for Barella, who's a brilliant midfielder. Um, so that was a, a kind of change. But they did some really interesting stuff tactically we can talk about through the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a basic three five two for for Inter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was it was a genuine two up front for you as well. Uh, yeah, it's a one and a one really. The, the Jeco doesn't have to; he just jogs around, makes sure he's in space with with uh, Lautaro May trying to sprint off him. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so we are going to go um, and break this down as uh, uh, through the phases of the match as we as we see uh, how the, to tell the story of this game. But we are going to start as normal with the full match summary from Rosie. So. Come on, Rosie. What 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 was this game like? Um, it was obviously close, very close. Um, but I think the key moments of the game are illustrated in the stats. So obviously, it was thirteen shots to nine, but we had two shots on target, zero for Inter Milan. I think that's the first one of the first times they've had zero shots on target in the Champions League for. God knows how long. I didn't know the year, but I haven't got it with me. Uh, two two big chances and two goals. So a nice little bit of symmetry there. Um, but we didn't score either of our big chances, which makes it even stranger. Um, You've got to tell me that the Manny header was one, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd say that, and it's definitely not a big chance, is it? But no. <laughs> it was awarded as one. Um, yeah, so it's it's not a big chance, is it, Dan? It's it's no. from the corner of the six yard box. It's a free header, um, but yeah, it's 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 speculative at best to call it a big chance. Um, he should have headed it back across goal. It wasn't even shouldn't have even been a shot. Yeah, I think that's fair as well. It's one of those ones. If he scores from there, you, you're not going to say it's not going to happen because it's Mane and he's a good head of the ball. But it's definitely a, gr- a good finish if he scores from there, isn't it? It so, is. But the, the only model that we've got with a. The uh, shot value is in for a goal, and it's given it as a forty-one percent chance, which is absolute nonsense. Yeah, I'll have words with Mark. Taylor. <laughs> Mark, Mark. <laughs> forty-one. That's that's Anyway, right. And then the other, <laughs> the other chance, one, uh, Luis Diaz's 
for the through ball from Trent. Oh, the block. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Pretend, that's fair enough. I think. And that was and that was a thirty three percent chance. So that wasn't even as big a chance as a Mane header. So uh, there's some more with that model. Um, what, what more? Give it. Give it a point one. There you go. The Mane chance. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, so. It, when we look at the XG models, uh, the non penalty XG across the four models that we've got, one point two seven to 0.3. A little bit of difference in the models as well. Um, and a, a strange one, this, because you've got Kayle in four goal and 538, who all had similar figures, about 1.4 to 0.5, 0.4. But Statsbomb had a very different um, outlook on this one. It was 0.4 to 0.7. So I think think that must be Statsbomb reducing the size of the Marnier chance. Well, we know from before when Statsbomb used to have their stuff vaguely public that Ted Ted Knutson really hates headed attempts. He really hates yeah. them. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I reckon that, yeah, there's definitely a Statsbomb tax on headers. And I think that's where the difference comes from. So, yeah, it averages out at 1.3 to 0.4, really, um, which is exactly Kayleigh's. And Kayleigh's usually the same as Statsbomb, so it's just an interesting one that mm. is quite a... Um, high value. Our, se- our season numbers are, are, are as good as ever. Uh, we're nineteen shots to eight. Rosie, Rosie, just before you did that, um, the 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 two Mane shots in the game had a combined xG of point one for Statsbon. There you go. Is that so? That's the overhead kick and the header. Yeah, had a combined point one. <clears throat> there you go. Tells you a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's about, that's about right. I wouldn't say combined. I thought. Yeah. Still give it nearly. I'd still give the header about 0.2, but I think 0.41's a bit ridiculous. Um, we are across all competitions. This is the season stats across all competitions, and it's different in the Premier League. So I'll update them later on in the pod. But it's 3.75 big chances to 1.59. We've never had higher than 2.2 difference on big chances over such a big sample. We're nearly at seven shots on target average a game, um, and we. We're now conceding fewer than three across all competitions. I think we've only conceded something like two shots on target in the last four Champions League games. Um, so we are uh, defensively strong. At 0.97 is our non-penalty XG across the season. And we are conceding 0.78 goals. So uh, maybe a little bit of regression due there. Um, but either way, it's still a very strong performance. And I think you'd say it's a it's a deserved win, even if maybe 2-0 is a little bit a little bit generous. Yeah, I think it was deserved in the end. Um and we'll come yeah. to explore why. Um so um parts have been penalty so far. So um it was um I guess the theme of this match for me right from the start was both teams played on the front foot. And both teams were very aggressive and intense. Um, how do you see it as, as the game progressed? Yeah, no, I think I think you're you're spot on there. I think it was tactically very interesting, as you'd expect. Inter have won their their league last season, wasn't it? So they're not going to be um, a, a cannon fodder, if you want for want a better phrase. But I thought they tactically came out to almost press us man for man, um, which is something we've not seen before. I thought the pass maps were interesting um, in some Quite respects. Quite brave, isn't it, for a team to go man for man, or would that because that Bielsa yeah. played it with us and got shredded? But I think you. This is. I think was it last week we were talking about the quality of player often dictates how well your tactics could be implemented, and I think yes. 
you know, as I just said, into are absolutely no mugs. They have quality players throughout that eleven. Even Vidal coming in at was he th- the late thirties, he's still a good player to be coming off the bench if you compare him to our backup midfielders. I mean, that's probably a bit harsh, you know. But uh, Milner's probably a bit of a harsh comparison. But you know, he's he's not a bad player to be coming in. But um, yeah, they they I think they went with a lopsided attack, which was interesting. And they're brave off the ball, man for man, pressing hard. Very high intensity. I didn't. I have to say, I've, I've watched a bit of Italian football, but I didn't expect it to be that intense early on. Um, and I think, I think we're right. We, I think one 0 might have been fairer, might have been overall. But I, I, it was a weird when you watch it a second time back. I think you get a very different view on the game, uh, as always. But I think even more so in this, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, yeah. The, the first half felt a bit uh, touch and go in places, but when you watch it back, actually. Um, the chances they had were low XG. Um, we dealt with with things very well. There are times where I think we we did just clear it into areas, but uh, there wasn't many chances where you're thinking, oh, they should score there. Whereas conversely, although we the Mane header is overrated by some and underrated by others, there's that, and I think there's another couple of chances where Jota's nearly in and he just doesn't hit the shot early enough. There's a couple of block shots in their box, so. I thought overall as a first half, I thought we, I mean, the XG shows we shaded it on FOTMOB, uh, 0.47, no, sorry, uh, 0.81 to 0.19. And that's uh, that's probably a little bit over, but I think that's fair that we shaded it first half. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that Inter did some very interesting things tactically, but just before we go on to those, just um, building on the intensity thing, I mean, I think... Um, one of the disappointing things about the Champions League in recent seasons has been how many of the, the ties between Premier League and non-Premier League teams have been almost mismatches physically. Um, but this one wasn't. Were you surprised by how um, how um, how physical Inter were, both you know in terms of you know physiological and you know and getting stuck in? It loves a good mute to say. There you go. It's like I've never before. Um, they've got three absolute monsters in midfield, and then they're two. Perisic might be one of the fittest lads on earth, um, and they're all huge. Uh, they they are prototypical footballers of of the twenty twenties. They're all like Hendo, uh, get around the pitch, and so it didn't surprise me at all. And they've got Jekyll up front and Lautaro, so. Uh, they're they're all big, huge, fast lads, apart from uh, Jacko, obviously. But he still gets around the pitch and puts a hell of a shift in. So the whole physical thing didn't surprise me at all. Tactically, they really surprised me because uh, Inzaghi basically put his balls on the table and they went toe-to-toe against us. They Something that never happens to us is is how we set up against the opposition. We constantly leave two two against two at the back. And they went three on three, and sometimes in that in the second half, they've been in the second half. They went, they left two against our our front three, and and they were stopping the pass into them, and they were getting away with it, and it was fascinating to watch. Yeah, um, and well, we need to bring in the pressing now because it's a story, one of the stories of the match. And you collected this for us, and um, you were you thought there was a clear approach um, from Inter. When, uh, in, especially in the first half, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how how intense. Like you've just been talking about, then I couldn't believe how how intense they were and how they were. It was 
they were just going like Sai says, man for man, and we we were. I thought we were so intense because it was. I think it was a hundred and hundred and sixty three presses in the first half. Um, it was like a four hour collection, and it it was all like they were central, so it wasn't much down the sides, particularly in the first half. But we were high, and they were constantly so brave on the ball, really brave. There were so many presses on their keeper. Um, so they were, it was like they were drawing drawing us onto them. They wanted us to press high. They wanted us to come onto them and commit space so they could go over. Um, and not with long balls. It, they, were, they were brave enough to just be flicking it over our um, high press. And it's, then... it's, the ta- it's the tactical smart thing that I was talking exactly. about. It's, it, the way they set up was so... It was unique. I've never seen it before. They had... Um... Uh, the way they utilised uh, Brozovic, Vidal, uh, Chanelogglu and uh, Bastoni. The, um, so it, that, the left side of the centre-back. Yeah, the left side of the yeah. centre-back. How they interchange was phenomenal. Um, they, as soon as the ball went to the right, basically the, uh, the right-sided centre-back space, the, literally as soon as the ball was, pay, was played there, whoever was the right-side eight at the time, mostly Vidal, but it could have been Brozovic, were bombing inside out to the, to the right touchline. Dumfries was going really high, really quick, like properly. They were just sprinting. It was a trigger. It was like a pressing trigger, a reverse pressing yeah. trigger. And then whoever was the left-sided eight would drop into the fullback and Bastoni would go as well. And yeah. so they were creating a triangle to play out on the right-hand side and we had no answer to it at all. I think, I think we had an answer in terms of we restricted what they were doing so we carried on doing what we were doing yeah we did we answered they they, but they posed this this tactical question that we didn't we didn't solve they they i don't know what was how many times did they get around us um i think the efficiency was quite high it it it, it was high and i say it was incredibly intense but they they did have I, I ran with you, Rosie, both of you actually, that they, they, they did find ways round them eventually, round the side, but they had to work very hard to, to yeah. get out of that. But at the same yeah, time, just on the, he- just on the headline figures, there, wasn't any, there certainly wasn't any easy ways through the pressing, that's for sure. Well, um, Dan, just a quick point. It, usually with our pressing, we talk about how much, we, how much production we get out of it. And yeah. although we were winning the ball back a lot, we weren't creating anything. So whenever we'd win the ball back, we couldn't still get through them. So they always had an answer once we got the ball back. Yeah, I mean this was this was the ultimate basketball game um, in terms of because just in terms of the pressure numbers, um, we had two hundred and sixty-eight in total, um, and that's the most in any game by us since September twenty eighteen, which is pretty remarkable, really. Was that um, a City game? That was Chelsea away. When, we, when, when Sturridge scored the last minute equaliser, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, so that, that's the most since that game. Um, and fifty-three possession wins is the most we've ever seen by. I think the previous highest was forty-eight against Bayern um, in a Champions League game. Um, and that's so that Rosie, there was you. You got the figures from um, UEFA. What was the ball in play time in this match? It was fifty-eight minutes, wasn't it? So, fifty-eight minutes ball in play, fifty-three possession wins. That's almost one a minute from the pressing and the turnover. Yeah. Now, it's not all direct turnovers. A lot of it's a lot of it's um, 
uh, not you know his indirect wins via via loose balls and things like that. But there was a there was um, a few good chains as well, which Rosie's already clipped a video of and put and we've put into the under pressure chat. Um, it's worth checking out. Um, but yeah, so it's um, it was it was, and the Papa chart incredibly hot, um, right at the top of the red zone for the whole of the first half. Um, and um, we just wanted to put, you know, what you said before about, especially with Handanovic, Rosie, um, you you thought that they were almost, um, you made a really fascinating point about the way Jota pressed versus the way Firmino did second half. Yeah, so I, um, Jota was was going t- towards the keeper and it looked like instructions. As soon as, as, soon as it looked like the keeper was going to get the ball, Jota was going on him. So it was kind of like we'd spotted that they might do that. But then... When Firmino came on, he was he was focusing on Brozovic. He was focusing on whoever was in front of the the, cent, the central centre back, um, and it was like Firmino was like, right, I'm not I'm not going to sprint ahead to the keeper. I'm just going to sit back a little bit and go for this guy. And when they when they try and pass to their holder, that's when I'm going to trigger. So it was just a kind of an interesting switch from um, from Klopp, and we had a, there was a lot of targets on him, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, on the on the keeper, but it's like I just wanted somebody. I think it was Ash um, in the under pressure chat before said, "Can you can you talk about why there's a big red splodge on the on the inter penalty spot?" And it's because we the amount of times we pressed Handanovic, particularly Jota. Yeah, um, and it was, it, but, but it, it was it very. It was launching it either. He did it a few times, and he got a few turnovers from him. But it, he kept trying to pass it around to Jota as well. Yeah, yeah, I think they. Go on, go on I was going to say, I think I think they're, they're not going to launch it because their long ball rate is like seven and a half percent. It's yeah. not in their nation. I think that that's what I'm getting. And listening to you two and, and listening to Rosie's, I think we both pressed each other pretty damn well. But it's a it's a symptom yeah. of the fact that we were actually both pressing as well because we neither neither of us actually got a great deal of of um, possess, control possession and create and create chances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the mano chances from was it a set piece recycle? I can't remember now. Like yeah, um, and they got a breakaway maybe as, a, as one of their best chances. So again, it's low value chances that came out of it, and I think that's a very high. That's a symptom that characterises that first half. We were both intensely pressing, which also meant that it became a basketball game of who could keep the ball better, and neither yeah. of us really could because the other team were pressing that well. So yeah. we talked last week, Bart, about risk reward and the high line. Yeah, and um, this I, I, I'm just put it on record as I'm thinking in, in terms of the data and, and the way the data is this is the this is might be the most aggressive press um that we've we've seen under Klopp because uh, it's 268 and so much in the inter half in fact 44% of all the pressing was in the final third so yeah 114 high presses from us that's the, that's the fourth highest figure in any match you know the only the only games that you can compare are a couple of games against shit arsenal teams you know which doesn't yep. really count in my opinion so you know we talked about that now is that was the key maybe here that inter didn't really have that pace up front to to yeah like, and we could kind of keep them penned in if you like even if it was basketball maybe i mean if you look at the lineups that they've, they've played three five two so in like 70 70 uh, high percentage of t- times um that their only change was the centre half for more height, going back to what I said about the height they had and Vidal coming in. So we knew what they were going to line up with. But I think also we counteracted any surprises by putting Canate in. So we, we added more pace to the back line. I mean, Matip's not slow, but he's not Canate quick. So you bring in a quicker centre half, you increase the pace, we can play that high line. And I think 
we've proven the risk reward we're prepared to take, but we, I think we tilted that maybe in our favor by increasing the pace we've got recovery. So if we, if there is an opportunity, we're in to do surprises and knock it in the channel, which is very unlike them. We can deal with that, you know, and equally, I think by having Canate in there, we were trying to allow Trent to still be his normal self because we got the recovery price of Canato there and not Matic, if you get what I'm trying to say. So it's yeah. not a it's not a slower centre half trying to cover up for for Trent being there. And equally we have we took a gamble gamble's harsh because I thought Elliot did alright for what he is, but you're playing a kid on his debut in Champions League on that side of the pitch as well. Yeah. So I think all in all they made that Canato chance to to try and tilt the risk towards themselves, towards us rather than, than into myself. I would say, Dan, and I think it's touching on what Sai said in terms of the, the, the risk that Inter took, um, I think a l- we had so many high presses in this game because Inter wanted us to. Mm. That's fair as well, right? I think. Yeah. The opportunity. They wanted us to come onto them because they wanted to create space either to pass right. around us or clip it over us or occasionally go in the channels and try and hit us on the counter. It'll so, switch it, switch it, play yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly their plan. Their plan was to suck yeah. us in on the right hand side, yeah. play little triangles, and then ping it to Perisic. And gradually, as the half went on, and then the first fifteen minutes of the second half, he stayed high. Dumfries stayed high for that for yeah. the sec, for the um, first fifteen of the second half, and so that they created four up front, and they were absolutely one on one with us, pushed us back by leaving the four up front. And, and, and isolated our forwards in the press, played around them, so the midfielders then had space, and then they were switching it. Chanaloglu did, uh, I think he had six pre- six switches in the game, hmm. and five. He was of really them, good, I thought. Yeah, five, but five of them were in, were in um, in the fifteen minutes before the sub, so beginning of the second half, yeah. where they where they pinged us open. Perisic was roasting. Like he created three or four really good opportunities. One was would have been a, a sitter for uh, Martinez, but he just didn't get there in time. It was a phenomenal. Yeah, we were yeah. on toast in the second half for fifteen minutes. So look, before we yeah. just before we call, before we get that, and I um, just just uh, rewind a bit to the first half uh, side. We're talking about the game plan from especially from Inter. So um, they wanted us to do this. They 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 gave us the opportunity. But I'm sure it wasn't in their game plan to turn the ball over so much from pressing as well. Do you think? Um, how do you think they managed to execute what they wanted in the first half? Did you? Did what was? What was? Where? Where did the inter side of things? It, the game plan not quite execute correctly. I didn't think that. Uh, I think our no. I think it went exactly how they planned. Um, they they you create these op that you create the the platform to um, create opportunities in particular areas of the pitch and they did it's just that we have the best center back in the world and another yeah. phenomenal guy back there that managed to get like little blocks here and there or tiny little interceptions or yeah. it was just it they created really really good opportunities and we created some not bad opportunities as well like it's that the way that Klopp talks about that we had opportunities without creating chances it was yeah. just a great ta- tactical game. I thought they really imposed their will on us for for two 15-minute periods, and then we kind of were a bit better for the middle fifty, uh, middle 30 of those. Yeah. Um, Did, and- they gas, Did they gas after that 15? Because it looked like they're tired. 
I so I, I looked at it specifically at that because I, I was looking at the data going uh, and everyone was talking about the subs and I was I was expecting something different to happen. But the the one biggest factor was um, was Diaz coming on. I don't know if they got tired because the fifth. So we scored, I think, 12 minutes after the subs. And yeah. what happened was that Diaz came up. So at the beginning of the second half, when Bobby had come on for Diogo, um, well, I think we went to a diamond. And um, and Mane and Mo uh, played really really narrow, and Bobby dropped in to try to cut, to stop um, Brozovic from conducting. Um, and Diaz came on and went and stood on the touchline, and he even came over to the other touchline at one point. But he was right on the touchline, which made Dumfries um, stop. He was he Dumfries was playing right on on our back line for the first fifteen minutes. And he went back and then Perisic went back after about five minutes as well. So they ended up getting a back five, which is not how they build. You can't, they can't build the way they were going, the way they had been with a flat back five. And that just started to tilt it a little bit against them. Um, but the game changed because we got a corner and we scored from it. And they had almost the exact same situation about 15 minutes earlier. And it was um, Bastoni and he didn't score. And it, almost, the, almost the exact same chance. And, and that's where it all changed on that goal, not on the, on the um, substitutions. And then, so we had the perfect midfield combo to keep them penned in their half. Absolutely. Their From then, we did, then dictated. They had to do things that they weren't planning to do. And it yeah. created more space. And Thiago, Hendo, like, picked up real Thiago and Abby. yeah. Yeah, and Naby Naby was was connecting it all really really well as well, carrying the ball, um, and and we looked great from that moment. But even then, they still created a couple of decent chances before we scored the second. Yeah, I mean, if you look, I mean, we both looked at touch maps, didn't we? On um, you scored, and the the depth of the touch maps changes on the midfield three combinations. But um, as you can tell, Harvey's got more progressive role. But when you have got Naby Thiago, and we've scored the goal. They just become. We just keep it in that third. We just keep it in control. Keep the keep the ball, and that and that goal enabled us to do that. And it it wasn't. I mean, it's it was a game plan. But as I said, we could have easily gone one down early on. And then we could have been talking completely different. Yeah, they hit the bar, yeah, didn't they? Which was yeah. a it was a failed press from Fab um, down Trent's side, and he got the crossing for Channel Glue to hit the bar. I was going to say, Fab played pretty... I mean, I know Si's right. The first, the, we had two fantastic centre-halves in that game, but Fab played pretty damn well for the first 45. Like, he, he did, I, and I was about to say when Si said it as well, I think the Fabinho and, 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 and Van Dijk, it was a real highlight reel. Yeah, I mean, I know... Defensively in the first He's half. not great. His stats on the ball are low for Fab, should we say. You know, But off in terms ball, of off ball. the ball, he just blocked that passing lane. He made sure... The classic zone 40 in the half spaces they weren't getting in as you can see the if we put them in the half space plots they're not in there they had to go down wide into the into the areas around the box and they, i mean as i said they did they did that pretty well but it was yeah i think fab in conjunction with the two center halves made sure they didn't get an easy chance should we say yeah he was pretty he was pretty tremendous. he was phenomenal so we had i know he came on on, on the hour uh, came off on the hour um but um he all is um Possession wins from Preston were in the first half. He had six. He was top in the first half for us. Um, 
Can we um, just need to talk about um, the actual overall pattern of play in terms of the targets? Because Kalinoglu and um, Brozovic both ended up in the most targeted, in the, in, in the elite of the elite list in terms of our most targeted opponents in a single match. Um, 37 targets on Kalinoglu, 33 on Brozovic. The most ever on any player is a 47. Um, which doesn't happen very often. Not many over forty. So the, the those are the principal targets. And in, in the first half, Jota pretty much pressed anybody, including the keeper, anybody member of the back four. Um, and the pressure on Kalanoglu when he came from Elliot and um, Bastoni was targeted by Salah nine times in the first half alone. I just wanted to come to you on um, Harvey um, side because he was he, he was a big call hit this. Um, now off the ball, his numbers stack up really well. His pressing performance. How did how did you think he did in such a massive game? He did fine. Uh, I, I thought his positioning was kind of a bit of what it was one of the weaker areas for us. That um, yeah, it's great that off the ball you do all of this running because he has got a massive engine. But like you you highlighted right at the beginning, he was the physical weak link. Um, he's not in a battle. He's not going to win it. He's a little lad. Uh, and he's playing against huge men. Um, I, I thought he looked a little bit nervous as these things go with the ball. Um, so he, he wasn't as cool as he, as he has been, which you'd expect given it's his Champions League de- debut in the San Siro, for God's sake. Um, they imposed their game on us in midfield. And um, he was there specifically to play between the lines as much as possible. And they were just better at it than we were. They created a box around him. So it, they prevented him from having the options that he would have expected to. And he just didn't dribble with it. Which yeah, he kept, he kept, he kept turning around and recycling it backwards. Yeah, yeah. You get a little nervous as a kid and do the, do the easy thing. Yeah. yeah, he had a couple of nice touches on the ball, um, didn't he? But that was about it, really. But off the ball, I just wanted to summarise, he... He was close. We used, we always used to talk about the mythical two minutes per press. If you can get down to that, then over an extended period, that's the level of intensity needed in the team. Uh, and he and he was close to that. He got the and I can't find it though. Typically, uh, I've lost the bloody. I think he had two point two. I've I've got his I've got his figures. Uh, Danny had twenty six presses, which was two point two. Yeah, two point two minutes press. Um, it was three failed presses, so an eighty-eight percent. Yeah, he was efficient. Yeah, but in terms of in terms of the pressing, considering he's only eighteen and it's his first start, and you know, away to a top European side, you know, I think there's a lot of signs there. There's a lot of promising signs there for the future, isn't there, Rosie? In terms of his off. The yeah, it's like says he's he's got the engine and he was putting the effort in, but when he was on the ball, he had no options um, because of Inter's tactics and also because, like I said, he was he was a bit nervous and he kept. Instead of trying to beat a man, it would turn around and just either pass it back to a centre back or pass it back to Fab. Yeah, and we we taken our biggest playmaker off the off the pitch, so there was more emphasis on what he could do because we didn't have Trent behind him. Yeah. Um. So we make the sub at half time. Um, it was forced, right? Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was injured. Yeah. Um, and do we know what what the injury is? Up any. Can we an ankle. do ankle and it's, it's minor ish, is it? Or, uh, it, the thing is with ankle ligament injuries, I'm sure Bart's can, uh, can uh, talk about this as well. That it, um, unless so you get a grade, whatever one, two, or three, yeah, um, basically one is some fiber, 
usually below 10%, and two is between 10 and 98%. 10. Yeah. Um, so, so if you got a grade two and you heal like a, a really fit 18-year-old, you could be back in a week, or you might be out for six months. Yeah, um, we've, got, we've got pretty good protocols on it as well, haven't we? We've got pretty yeah. good ankle rehab protocols, yeah. So I, I'm expecting he's out for probably two weeks and he could force his way back into the final if that's the way they're inclined. I, I think it probably is dependent on Bobby too and how Diaz is, is, is looking, but uh, I don't think it's a big serious thing. He carried on, that must indicate something. Yeah. He carried on for I, 30 minutes. I think he did it on 17 minutes. Yeah, if you look, there's a tackle where he gets chomped by two players and you can see him limping around for the next five. Yeah, and it's down in the uh, left half space. Uh, yeah. he, he gets taken out by two players and he, he limps around for a bit more from another five after that. And But he does carry on, but... He has 28 yeah. presses in the first half, which is the most of any player in the yeah. team. <laughs> so he made a bit. But it's, if you look at... If, I mean, I know Klopp talks a lot of you know BS around injuries, but he said that it just swelled up at half-time. Right. Which says to me that I mean, someone might correct me, but he might. They might have played on if he hadn't swelled up. If he hadn't swelled up, he might have just carried on. It's just that they looked so, at it at halftime, and you know, it swelled up because he took his shoe off. That's yeah, that, that's yeah. So if, you, if you keep a, a um, keep uh, it restricted brain, um, if you keep it um, constricted, it will it will it won't swell because it's got nowhere for the blood to flow into. Um, yeah. But as soon as you take it off, bang. And he probably is actually an indication that he probably should have come off at 17 minutes and he would, be, he would have been fit to play at the weekend. But yeah, yeah. Uh, So if you allow it to swell, then at that point you're reducing, you're extending the period of recovery needed. Yeah. So it has just been adrenaline. You play on with adrenaline. It happens in football all the time. I've, I know rugby players that are playing with broken legs. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's why he was in the boot. I know where there's a big panic about him seeing me in a boot, but that's just an aid in recovery, right? So it's just a straight away standard protocol, get it in. Yeah. Yeah. So we make the change, it's forced. Bobby comes on. A lot of people, to be fair, were actually saying Bobby for Jota at half time. I wasn't one of them, actually, but there was a lot of people on their social media calling for, for Bobby at half time. Um, I think Bobby had a big impact overall, um, particularly off the ball and then with the goal, but I don't think on the ball he was particularly good in that first period let's talk about that period um you've already touched on it Sai. um where we kind of we lost control i thought mainly because we couldn't pass it very well that was my that was my um a rather limited take on things how, how did you see it i i think it was we we lost control because they gambled that all their players forward so they were they were going toe to toe with us man for man in a, in defense and an attack we had no space there was no we weren't managing to get any um space so we'd gone really narrow as i said and they they'd gone two on two instead of the three because we thought we could play with the two in between the three center backs um, and let let Bobby drop, uh, which would create space. But they went two on two, man for man, and allowed Brozovic just to mark Bobby. And Bobby kept losing the ball. Um, so Mane lost the ball in a really with a, a player right up his butt, basically. Um, and so there was no space for us to play into. And they were challenging us to play in behind them, and we couldn't. We we couldn't get the we couldn't turn and and uh, get enough time to play the ball in. Um, so they kind of just dominated us, kept turning us over in that period. 
Yeah. I mean, so the, we we made thirty-two passes in that period. Yeah. Today, one hundred and eight. Yeah, twenty-three oh, percent possession. Yeah. That they had, we had sixty-seven touches to their one hundred and forty-eight. Yeah. They had three shots to zero. I mean, and, and, but none of the shots were actually dangerous, right? They no, were, no, no. But the, it's the, still the two, the, two, the two, the two. They had two major moments, neither of which ended in shots. Yeah. So first of all, they had the Lataro Martinez potentially one-on-one with Van Dijk, um, declining. Should we say? <laughs> How do you describe that, Bart? Declining the opportunity to take him on? Yeah, I think... You know, we talk about playing... I talk about playing in percentages. Yeah. I I just think... Maybe, I'm maybe giving him too much credit. I think he looked at it and went, am I going to beat him? No. I'll hold this up and wait for an opponent, wait for an, uh, a teammate to try and make it a 2v1. I think he felt that was a better... Because what was it, 35 yards from goal? Yeah, he, he's. I don't. I think even he is not going to be. He's not going to beat Van Dijk in a foot race. So I think he was hoping he'd get someone up to play a two v get a get two v one or a two v two and create a bit of opportunity. I'm, yeah. I may be giving him more credit, but I just. It's I know the commentators played it, but you know. If you get a screenshot of the the moment where Lasora Martinez breaks through, on if you screen grab that, and then if you looked at then rolled it forward two seconds later and see how the move ended up. You're thinking, how the hell did you get from that to that? Yeah. But it is that thing we say about Ali and VD. They they almost beat the player by just being there sometimes. Because they're just better one-on-one. Because they're better one-on-one. And then the other one, of course, Bart's, is when Perisic puts in a peach of a ball. And am I being harsh that Martinez should have reached that? Didn't gamble, did he? I don't think he gambled, yeah. I think... I think Bearing in mind they've played this system, as we've discussed, a lot. You know, they know how that their pattern of play is set. They yeah. know when that ball goes out to Perisic where it's going. I, I was really shocked he didn't make the run. He, he, made, he just didn't throw his head at it. Yeah, yeah but that's what I'm saying. It, 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 if you reach. know where that's going, you just put yourself in the area. I just don't understand why he didn't do it. it it's like, you know, it, you've been, you do it week in, week out, yet you come up against us and you decide not to. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair to say, Rosie, if um, Jekyll had been in the middle for that cross, I think we might have seen That's one. That's a goal, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he has still got the centre forward instincts, even if he hasn't got. Actually, there was another one um, Bart's had missed off where um, Jekyll gets goal side briefly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, VBD powers back and just. VBD <laughs> just decides to put on the afterburners for a two yeah. second period and just, <laughs> it just follows but him do you, up. Do you like the fact that. Deco didn't even try to claim anything. Didn't try and claim a foul or anything. He was just like, "Yeah, I got beat." Yeah, it's 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 not. I was expecting him to flail around, say he got hit or elbowed or something, try and claim a free kick or something. But he didn't. He was just like, "Yeah, that's I fine." I think um, didn't Gazetta didn't Gazetta della Sport give him a ten VVD or something? Yeah, it was um, the headline was something like v- yeah, "VVD is king" or something like something like that. But yeah, yeah, it was some crazy yeah. Italian. Yeah, but they yeah. Like, they like their defenders anyway. So doesn't that tell us a little bit, Dan? That um. Our two centre backs are two of our best players as well. The fact that, yeah, you know, we we did gamble on the press, we gambled on the yeah. height, going high, uh, into went toe to toe with us, and the fact that our two centre backs were two of our best players shows that they must have done so well to stop Absolutely. lots of opportunities. Yeah, For sure. And Canati had a very good game. I thought it was a, it was another one to put in the scrapbook. I think he's almost dare I say first choice in Champions League. There was one very good stretching interception, wasn't there, inside the box? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was be- that was great. Yeah, and there was another one he did as well. I think it was a- I can't remember. It was a block on the on the right of the box, but yeah. Um, 
I mean, but this is what we talked about right back when we first signed him. We thought this is a great signing from us because he's played for three years in a team which is used to playing a high risk, high yeah. risk, high risk, and he, he defends a lot of space. And you know, and he's he's been brought up on this when he when he's played. So it's you know absolutely perfect signing defensively for for our system. So, um, so let's talk about the periods. So we bring Bobby on, and then we make the triple sub, fifty eight minutes. Um, Sai. Pre-planned? How much? How many of the subs were pre-planned? Those three, all but uh, well, those three were the main pre-planned, and then you bring Milner on at the end when you're winning, like right at the end, just to kill a bit of time. Um, so Manny, Manny after an hour was planned. Harvey after an hour was planned. A hundred percent. And Fab and Hendo. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, all yeah. planned. Okay. The, so the, he's credited with tactical genius. I'm not sure tactically how it changed the next 10 minutes. The game changed after we scored. And then, and then we got to take advantage of those lads doing the things that they do really, really well after we'd got the game under control. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that Brozovic, uh, when, in, in the period of the second half, Bobby was the top presser and he pressed Brozovic 14 times in a half, which is astonishing. Um, and after we made the subs... Um, the three top pressers in the team were Firmino with 19, um, Cater with 16, and Diaz with 11, which is basically the three, the three, the three main subs. Hendo sat deep, didn't really press. Um, but Rosie, how did you see the um, from when from the collection perspective when you were with that, that period? It's, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because if as I said, there were 160 presses in the first half. The energy's the energy's there. I know Jota came off um, for Bobby, but the if you're giving that much for your team in terms of chasing down men, looking for triggers, constantly running, and then you're up against a side that's passing it around you, um, is it as intense as you? You're going to tire. So to then bring on fresh legs, it might not have changed it tactically, but it certainly changed... That our energy from those three. So there were those three and Bobby, who who had more energy, and that just made perfect sense because they were they were fresh. They could then they could then do the running. They could then do the triggers. They they could chase down the keeper, hold on Brozovic, chase Perisic down the wing because he kept going, and it, it's it's a clear sign of how uh, substitutions, especially when you can you can have four before the sixty fifth minute. Yeah, five the game and then obviously we heard Klopp's comments um, pre pre Norwich, and this is an indication of how it can help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Bart, um, we've already touched on it at the right at the very start, but just after the subs, um, there was a massive chance for us to to break the deadlock with with Diaz. Sorry, is that the shot? Is that the move? Yeah, the, the good move. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, which obviously gets a higher rating on XG because it's through ball. Going back to your previous definitions, Dan. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's. I think he takes the chance well, but um, just unfortunate. But no, I think that's a. It was a well worked move, and then played it in beautifully. Um, but I think that was just coming onto the brim of us getting a bit more. Uh, a key word for this season: control. You know, I think we yeah. started to then because doesn't that then that's not far off the the corner, isn't it? Or the free yeah, yeah, twelve minutes before. Twelve minutes yeah. before. Yeah. So we start building it, and then we sort of break. We have another couple of crosses, and then there's a 
Uh, it comes to a free kick, doesn't it, the goal? I think the corner gets played out. There's a corner that comes in, it's played out, recycled, then we get a free kick. Robbo takes the initial, comes back out, recycled. Trent puts in the delivery. Uh, that's for the second, sorry, and then Canate breaks it down. Yeah, but it's... Um, but it's it's all in that kind of a similar phase of it, the pressure starts building from that time. We get that chance, we get a sight of goal, then we build up, get a corner, we get a practice run, then we get the corner we actually score from. Which, by the way, as a tactical master plan, is 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 awesome. Oh, with the execution, then. But... Yeah, you mentioned this in the group, and I can't. If I just find the image. I will put it in there. Uh, give me two seconds. You're saying uh, something about Inter might be. We put all our tall, all our tall lads on the back post. Yeah. So we in the sort of if you look at the center, if you take PK spot on the edge of the left hand of the box, if you like, to the, Trent's bottom of the screen, top left of the screen, we put all of our tall lads in in, a, in an area. And then we just basically, um, we we ran in as a bolt, but Bobby peels off, but Diaz is on the keeper. And Diaz comes out and confuses two blockers, which allows Bobby a bit more time and he just flicks it into the back post. But they're all obsessed with, obviously, um, our our tall lads being on in a group on the edge of the box, and then Bobby just peels off from that and goes in and, and does what he needs to do. And I thought it was absolutely uh, superb. To be fair, uh, I'm just trying to get the uh, I've got a screen grabber. Here we go. If I can put it in the shot. Just, just a just a word with Si. I thought the header was slightly fortunate. <laughs> it makes up it makes up for the habits one earlier in the season. <laughs> it does, yeah. Yeah, there if you, you look go. at that image I put in in yeah, the live show chat, they're, they're all bolt here, and Bobby is the guy on the front in between two interplayers, and he peels off into that front zone where Trent perfectly puts the ball in, and Diaz, as you can see, is in is in Robbo, the six yard box. Robbo, sorry, Robbo, sorry, Robbo, Inswinger. Oh, but um, yeah, it, I thought it was a great move. I mean, Kloppo uh, credited the the tacticians for it, and, and fair play. You can see it was a set play. He executed it probably better than any of us would yeah, have expected. Yeah, he said it was Kraviets, didn't he? Peter yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But it was. Yeah. Um, but the, they did something that moved the corner before this. They tried something different as well. So it, it was interesting to see they were doing different things in the second half of corners, and that might be purely coincidence. They're rolling through the playbook, but they were doing slightly more in swingers in second half, and this one came off beautifully. Beautifully worked out. And sorry. Um, you missed last week's show, unfortunately, but um, one of the things we did talk about then was we revisited your stats from the title-winning season when we'd effectively won the, the league after 24 games and we'd taken the lead with a set-piece in, I believe, 14 of 24 matches. Yeah, I think it might have been more than that, but yeah, it was insane. Are, are we are we currently 8 of 9? It, it's 6 and 7 yeah. since the Arsenal game. No, six, and seven, right? 6 and 7 yeah. since the Arsenal match. Um, and two, um, two more in this game. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. That's just that's just into open. You know, open this, open the scoring from nil. Yeah. No. no that's what I, meant. I think. I think it's. I think it's eight of nine games in a row. It's but amazing. this is. Um, yeah. Great. Like more of it. This. This. Maybe you guys are right, and it's. It was tactical genius. They. They went man for man. They, it was the fourth time they'd done it, and I just thought that Bobby got free. That's the. It's the downside of going man for man. I didn't think there was any smart blocking or anything. He just he just managed to get away from Bastoni, um, which is great. Did you notice on the highlights that just before Bobby makes that run, the ref comes over, there's a little bit of barging, 
Yeah. And the ref comes over, and then just as he's taking a step back, it looks like the inner players are slightly distracted, and that. Right. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And just um, he's going to get away. Like literally, as I said before, three minutes before, okay, we set up completely differently than them from, from defending corners, but uh, it was Dumfries, not Bastoni. Yeah. Um, Dumfries had got free and had an almost identical chance, and just had the over. Yeah. 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 And can and I just say, by the way? The, the the ref I thought was absolutely terrific. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good, really yeah. good. To allow such an intense game, you know, because back in the day you wouldn't have got that. But no, yeah, um, okay. And staying with you, Sai, um, and then um, best player in the world two 0 Best player in the world is playing like the best player in the world, is, uh, and it's fun to watch. That's that's all there is to say. Um, the, uh, it's great how he almost uh, uh, punched uh, Ibu in the head to get him out of the way. <laughs> uh, like, he is the Terminator. And then yeah, uh, this little, this little uh, Egyptian fella, he's terrified of him, jumps out of the way so he can spank it in the corner. Great. Loved it. It was more of it. He didn't give him a massive hug. Yeah. yeah but, I, I mentioned this before, like, I think last season. That um, you know how we when when we're I don't know some kind of qualitative analysis with numbers uh, remove penalties from goal scorers, right? Yeah. But we never remove like being in the area from set pieces, set plays. Mo is so rarely inside the box, where where uh, Diogo is just there for tapping all the time. So how many goals does Mo not get because he's not in the box in the first place? Mate, it's a good point, Sorry, This this situation happens a lot. Like the the, the knockdowns and that and he's not yeah. there, like you say. He's, he's just only not there. there for a second phase. It's yeah. weird how it's he, weird. Like, it's weird. <laughs> I don't it's get like, it. It's, it's like we were saying, um you were there about four, about a couple of pods ago, we were saying why because whoever takes the corner, the, the opposing fullbacks on the halfway line covering yeah. the breakaway, right? Whereas why the hell would you not want Trent anywhere near the box shooting? It, it's just it's a bit crazy. It's, it's the function of having so many good players. That's, so, that's the bottom. Well, it's, it's a problem, isn't it? You know. <laughs> um, were we? Was it um, before we got to Salah? Was it? Was it lucky? Bit defa- lucky deflection. But nice kind of carrying bounce of the ball for us, Rosie. Yeah, defle- def- when Van Dijk heads it back across, it gets a it gets a touch off one of their defenders. But still, I think I think even if he even if the defender doesn't get a touch, it's still going to more. Yeah, he's still swiveling and smashing that in the goal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, another yeah. hockey for Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was a, a cut to a TV cut to um, Inzaghi on the touchline after the second goal, and he just looked like his face was up for fuck's sake. <laughs> he just looked absolutely crestfallen. But um, yeah, I thought it was a little bit too. I thought two 0 was a bit harsh, to be honest. But um, yeah, 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 I thought it was harsh. But I, I take I like the way Inzaghi took it. Yeah, I like I like the way Inzaghi took it. It was a bit it was classy. He was quite, yeah. Yeah. He got beat, you know. Not as not, not I... as Fabio Capello before the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but one thing I've just on the, on the final thing on the pressing is that um, the rate that we won the ball from the pressing on players really increased in that last 30 minutes. Like, um, we won four out of ten on of of Jekko, four out of ten, four possession wins from ten presses. And on Vidal, it was four out of eight. Um, you know, is it, was, was it, was, was the lack of interruptions a bit of a game changer as well for them? Would in an ideal world would would Vidal have come off on sixty, for example? But 
Probably. I mean, I, it's funny you should say that because I wrote down on here, our press goes into hyper mode after we score. Yeah. Um, so I just thought we went up a gear. Um, but then I, I, it's hard. You've got so many factors there. Yes, Vidal, Vidal could have come off. Okay, yeah. But we also had uh, three fresh players on. Yeah. You know, and you and as we've already said, you've got Naby who is was playing the connected role, but he's also very, very good at pressing, as we know. Yeah. So with Diaz, who's energy, I mean, he was he was 16, doing U shapes in half an hour. Half an hour yeah, half half Diaz half. was yeah. doing the U shape around the eighteen yard box. So yeah. you know, I just think it's a combination of many, many things, and I I genuinely think we just had better players in the right time and score two goals. I thought um, they brought they brought on. Three players after our first goal to try and keep it to one goal. Yeah, and I think they they brought the lad they dropped in the defence. They brought him on in the ninetieth minute, which I never understood. But anyway, um, yeah, they made they, they, Sanchez came on when it was nil nil, wasn't it? Alexis came, yeah, on, and then yeah. they made all their other subs with three minutes to go. So it was like, yeah, it was just and Sanchez. I mean, it, we're talking hindsight, but I don't think he's, he was going to change the game, was he? Be that I, I think it's speed could have done. I, I think the key to all this is that is that once we got ahead, we could press better because we were we were losing the ball when we had control. So we yeah. were the the biggest difference is that the three lads that came on kept ball way better than the three lads that went off during this game. Yeah, I think we as we've seen we discussed. I think the three in midfield played controlled that middle third. They weren't going and trying being in the final third. They were just in the middle third, trying to control, keep it going. And I, I think well, they were they were just more experienced. Is that is that fair at doing that than Harvey? It's better. Yeah. I mean, Harvey was good though, wasn't he? Harvey was good. Makes a big difference. Yeah. Pardon? Being a goal up. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. Changes the mindset, doesn't it? So, yeah. final thing before we move on is I just wanted to um just call out the combined efforts of our centre forward in this match on on the off ball side. Um because this was this was a bit of a throwback to some of the, the Champions League games in Klopp's first full season. Uh sorry Klopp's, Klopp's first Champions League season and um and the and the following one. Sixty presses between Jota and, and Firmino, um which is pretty phenomenal. And once you adjust for possession, um which we always try to do to to, to try and give that factor of intensity. Um, the we've had to, we've had two players ever who've managed to get over sixty possession adjusted presses in for the time on the pitch. So one the highest ever is Cater. He got sixty one point five against Leicester last season at home. We won I think we won four uh, nil and he, in, in fifty five minutes. And Ox got sixty one against Man United at home um, when we th- uh, in the two nil and we only played sixty eight minutes. And in this match. Um, Jota was fifty six point three possession adjusted, and Bobby was fifty five point eight. So it was the it was the the archetypal Klopp, you know, be an option or be protection, and and, and with that, you know, the fifty fifty role of of the, of the attacking threat and the defensive threat, absolutely phenomenal shift from our centre forward. Um, but yeah, any final words before we move on to Norwich, chaps? Tie over. Do we think it's game over now? Well, there's no away goals anymore. No, I, no. I just thought it's it was a, something a miracle. It was a great, great European game. I just thought it was yeah. nice to have a game where you're completely engrossed, you know. But um, I wouldn't say it's tie over because it, it never is. But gonna have yeah. to take something to beat us. It's going to be like, at Anfield. It's going to be what a three, three or four percent chance for Inter from here. 
I haven't got the 538 to hand, but I'd imagine it's something like that, yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine it would be. Right, okay, Norwich. Um, and the big story here, just before we even start, Si, is the rotation. Seven changes. Gotta love that. Seven changes and we don't have any kids in sight. It's, it's actually one of the kids comes out of the team. It's proper players. We've got lots of proper fit players right now. It's great. Keep every, get everybody topped up. It get, it offsets the ch- reduces the chances of injuries, and then gives everybody a chance to find a bit of form. Yeah, um, and um, do you want to give, walk us through our um, how we lined up? Say, um, we got well, as the it, it's quite a big change, isn't it? Not having um, uh, Trent knocking around. Yeah, um, massive. So I think the idea was uh, to have Simi at the back to uh, build through. It's the opposite side, uh, building down the other side now. Um, and then uh, we got we got uh, who started Hendo, Nabi, and Ox, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so so you build through uh, Simikas and Kater, and then get um, Ox to be running off. And then Mo comes much more of a playmaker that way. Uh, Mane was playing the central role uh, with with Diaz, who is who can do all sorts of stuff, uh, mad stuff. But he's a good progressor down that side. So you have the two builders and a progressor down one side, and then the inverse on the other side. And, and, and Mo's the main playmaker on on uh, off the right. And interesting what you said there but on trying to inverse the Trent role with Simikas. He had the most XG chain for us in this match. So in that respect, he, he did it. He, he is he is much more of a playmaker than, than Gomez. And more of a playmaker than Robbo. Yeah. Something about him I really like. That's Simikas anyway. Anyway. He's a quality player. Sorry, but you looked at Norwich earlier on in the season for us. I mean, and now we've got um, under a new manager, Dean Smith. How, how, have they changed much under him? Yeah, they have. I think they, they've been playing a version of 4 4 I'll pronounce that right. He got injured. Uh, in this game, they brought in uh, Notman instead of um, Lee Mahula. So I think I think they've got a way of. I think they've got a bit of rhythm if you can being down there playing two up, getting some more options, being a bit more structured in a, in a in a more traditional sense, so we say. And then he's had to change it to to with the last two games, unfortunately against top two in, top two in the league. So yeah, I think I think they're slightly more compact. Um, I mean that pass map. Uh, if anyone sees it in the crazy. chat, he's he's crazy. It's like don't. F- because considering Max Aaron's... wasn't yes, yeah, so it wasn't Max Aaron's supposed to be in a progressive fullback. Yeah, progressive fullback, highly rated at one point. Um, I, I'm not saying you know Josh Sharden as well. Been playing well. Look at a lot of the the Norwich uh, guff uh, press if you like. So considering they're two fairly progressive players for Norwich, they completely ignored them on the pass map and just went down the left hand side. It's almost like. They thought, oh, Liverpool have got this problem on the right in the right back area. We'll play down the left, and then we re-rocked up and played a centre half there, and they didn't ultimately didn't get any joy, or you know, got limited joy. So, yeah, it, it was 
it's it's the most bizarre pass about her I think I've seen from a prem side to be that dominant. Um, um, and I guess but... follow that up with our with our average pressing position. Yeah. That. <laughs> I've never seen this before. Literally, there's no there's no player in the left hand side of the pitch. It's hilarious, and there's no chain there either, obviously, because Norwich didn't pass it there. But, um, it's, it's is it crazy. Just Hanley is really poor on the ball, and they just thought we'll build up from Gibson instead, who's on the other side. I, I think I think so, and I think in fairness to Aaron's, I thought he spent most of his time trying to deal with Diaz. So yeah, he, he did. We we guy. gave him something to do. We we actually asked yeah, him yeah. to defend, which yeah, which yeah. yeah, which is fine. But he's still an outlet, right? He's still yeah. he's still he, he should still be, and he don't have to go through Hanley to can't the keeper hit him. You know, he, Dunn's good with his feet relatively. We're talking about Grant Aarons as a forty million pound player two seasons ago. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I just it was a very strange setup. I didn't think Gilmore had a great game uh, in midfield, and he was. I think he's. Yeah, so I thought I, things didn't go right for them. I mean, ultimately, they are bottom of the league for a reason, right? I know they're mid t- mid mid table form guide. I think the last five or five five or eight, but um, they're down there for a reason. And yeah, they they were going to be up against it anyway. But I think a couple of injuries have really hurt them. Interesting uh, that um, Quebec didn't get in. No, he's not been in the team for a while. Quebec, uh, yeah. No. So, um, Rosie, um, this looks like a pretty. Dominant performance on on paper on the stats side. Yeah, the the match summer is um, very impressive. It's it's kind of counterintuitive to I guess guess what we're all feeling maybe when they went one nil up. Um, but yeah, it was twenty nine shots to six, seven shots on target to one. So I guess there's a little bit of um, wastefulness there with our shooting. But sixteen shots in the box to three. That's the fourth time in. Fourth time in seven games, we've had more than 15 shots in the box. Um, six big chances to one, 58 touches in the box to 15. Um, and the non penalty XG across the six models we have in the league it was 3.2 to 0.5. All pretty much agreed on, on, on the figures as well. Um, yeah, it's it's huge. 538 had the highest for us as per usual. This is what their model in terms of. Attack, it always seems to give more than everybody else. A generous um, rotate. Yeah, they are. I don't know what the 3.7 theirs is. Um, but Statsbomb and Kayleigh both had us at three. It wasn't a close game. We had two two big chances um, before and they scored. But they had one as well. Pookie missed one in the 14th minute. Costas missed one, which looked like it was harder to miss. Um, and Moore had one, which was yeah, a with the goal header. Was he just leaning back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, then, he steamed in. He got a fantastic connection. I thought, he's going to rip the net out. And then he just blows it over the bar. <laughs> I, I can't believe he missed. I genuinely can't <laughs> believe he missed. He, he's in the six-yard box. I just I don't, It's like anything else. Just fall yeah. over and put it in the net. It was just unbelievable. You missed Yeah. And what was the other uh, first, big chance in the first half? Was it the Salah header? Cleared off the, the line? Salah header. Yeah. Uh, Van Dyke headed it and they seemed to take the keeper out. But I think it was tough to get any power on it, and it was just blocked. By I don't know. Player. What was that? What was the XG on that? Was it 0.3 or something? 0.56, I understand. Yeah, but I, I don't know why. I think he had more time. I think he could have brought that, let it drop a bit more. I think it was a bit. Sai has always talked about. Remember the one last year when we debated Fabio Silva for ages uh, in the Wolves, the loopy header? And he said it's yeah. always possible to get power on them stuff. So Yeah, but I just think he, I think he maybe took it too early. I think he could have let it drop and powered it in. But anyway, time's tight. 
Yes. Um, but yeah, like I said, they, they did have a big chance. Another thing that annoyed me, I think, the Jekyll won in the Inter game, and I watched the LFC TV highlights for this um, earlier on today, and they showed the Norwich goal that was disallowed for miles offside twice. What are yeah. they doing? We, we were complaining at match of the day, but LFC TV is showing a goal that was miles offside twice. It's, it's crazy. I think Pookie was onside. I think Mane plays him on. Um, no, they had, a, they had a... Can't you remember the chance where they put it in the net? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, I'm talking about early I, I, early, I, I, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, but I'm saying the, the Pookie one, I think some people were debating whether he was offside or not. No, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't. And he wasn't. I think Mane plays him on. Uh, he he's, he's, does, yeah. out. He, just drags, he just drags it wide. Yeah, he drags it wide, yeah. Um, so, Sai, I mean, there was, um, coming to you now, um, on that first half, um, we've already summarised the main, the main chances there, but in terms of the performance, there was a lot of unhappy Liverpool fans on social media during that first half. Um, how did you see it? I thought we were doing some really good spacing. We were creating some really good build-up. Um, Mo was unbelievable. Um, and the goal was always coming. I, like People are just so impatient. Yeah. Ox was particularly getting it in the neck. You know, Ox was rubbish. But, but like, how many times do we have to criticise him? He, uh, this is Ox. He will work his, work his nuts off. Yeah. He will do nothing productive for three or four games, and then he will go on, a, and then he will find the form that people like. Problem is, he we've been through this this season, yeah. and then Pot dropped him because we got the the better players came back in, and then and now he's cold again. Yeah. Um, did, he get, did, he, did he get? Did he have an injury as well? Did he have a small no, injury? No. No. Okay. Just, just, yeah, just yeah. this just got dropped because because uh, <laughs> Thiago got fit. Yeah. And, 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 is he, is he one of our ultimate rhythm players then? I, I think that's the way. I don't know if it's confidence. I, 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 I don't know what it is, but he, how many times have we seen it? He is not a good player. He can't be dropped in and out of the team. He, he, his good form for, for us happens after the fifth consecutive game. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then also, say, there seem to be a lot of people, people impatient with Gomez. Just I guess obviously because Trent isn't playing. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I mean, we, we, I thought we were massively on top in that first half, and it was just a question of time. Yeah, he was yeah. in the right spot. The problem is, you got both of them on the same side. But right. I don't know what more you want. Like Mo was phenomenal. Six dribbles into the box in the first half, he was ripping them apart. He just yes. didn't score. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know what people want. If they don't get goals, then they just change their opinion yeah, a little bit more, Max. They don't see the process. And that's the that's the bias towards output. I mean, I just put the phases of play chart in the, the live show chat and there's hardly any difference between all the phases of play. You know, our passes, our touches are roughly the same for all the, or, you know, the first half, yeah. before the subs and after the subs. Our, our shots go up slightly after the subs. Uh, our final third passes actually go down slightly. Our middle third passes go up, which you know we could talk about in terms of Tiago. But yeah, I think people are just really impatient. I mean, we, we, there's no stat that we weren't ahead of Norwich in either of those any of those phases. We just yeah. it's it, it was coming. As I said, it was coming. It was just sometimes you got to take your time. You know, if if a team puts in that many defense, puts hard work in defense, they will hold out aside for a while. Their spacing was was all right. It was it was it was okay. 
you know, there are periods where they've got um, a four and a five. They've got the ten, you know, they're, they're sort of five, ten yards apart from each other. It's very hard to break down. And, that, you know, we should have probably... Costa scores in the first five minutes. It's a completely different game. We've said that before. We are creating an opportunity very early in games. We're just not taking it. Yeah. No, created one for Ox as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. We yeah. had those really early chances. We just missed them. Um, so we, we, we do need to talk about um, Mo's incredible individual performance stats-wise in this. But yeah, so it was 1.4 XG in the first half. You know, and I thought people tearing their hair out and stuff and coming up with all kinds of rubbish. But anyway, Mo Salah's right, individual performance. He's never had more shots and key passes in a match than this in his in his career. Fourteen he's had in this one match. Um, eight shots, six key passes. Did you say six dribbles into the box as well, Sai? Yeah. Incredible, um, and um, and he had the I think he his fifteenth highest xG chain in his career as well in this match as well. Um, I mean, how do you how does a player and twenty was it what was the final tally on touches in the box was it twenty or twenty one? Uh, I had him at eighteen, but uh, but but you I'll take off the offside. Yeah, you take off the offside. Yeah, yeah, I take off the offside. Right. So I mean, how do you even how does a single player have eight shots and six key passes in one match of football? It's it's just astonishing. He was he was absolutely electric. You have four hundred and twenty meters of of um, of progressive distance in the game when you play the highest position on the pitch. There's not a lot of progressive meters. That progressive progressive meters happen when you move the ball ten meters towards the goal. He yes. plays twenty meters from the goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did drop in a bit though, didn't he? So he did, he did drop yeah, in and yeah. join in. The, as I said at the beginning, he's the, he was the playmaker, so he dropped yeah. in to, to allow well, the other two to go to go uh, and attack higher. So, yeah. did you also see? I don't know how much you pay attention to it when I posted all the stuff, um, but did you see, also see he had four presses leading to shots? No, I didn't. <laughs> four. Wow, that's tied the single match record for us. Four presses leading to shots. Is that a record right. for Mo? Uh, yeah, yeah um, I think Ox did it once. No, I mean for um, Mo on his own. Is that one of Mo's records? Yeah. Nope. yeah. In this game, he, do you remember? I think it's twenty-six minutes. He got the ball on the on the touchline uh, against uh, one of their poor, unfortunate fullbacks. I don't even. The United on loan guy. Oh my God, uh, Brandon Williams. That's oh, it. that's it. Yeah. So it's it's even better. Uh, and then he basically put it through his legs three times, sat him down, um, and and uh, put his foot on the ball, rolled over, sat him down again. He looked like he'd been on a bloody roller coaster, um, and then uh, uh, cut inside the box, had a shot, and it, it did all of the things that show. It was a showcase of Mo Salah this game. So he had uh, he had the ridiculous number of dribbles, take on successful take ons, getting into carrying the ball into the box, um, running behind. Phenomenal. There was a couple of phenomenal touches uh, to bring down Thiago passes. And one to bring down the eventual goal, um, a full-length goal kick, um, and there uh, there was a, a, a header in here. There was lots of playmaking. There was just sublime pass to Navigator um, in the middle of the second half. Like he dinked it over six players. Just yeah. unbelievable. He was he was basically going, "Look at me, I'm the best footballer on the planet," and he it plays football. And it was, I'll tell you what, his goal though. What was the bit that I mean? The touch was phenomenal, but the way he like cruyffed it back 
back away yeah. from the keeper, sat the keeper down, and then just slide it in. I was like, yeah, it sat the keeper down and wrong footed all the people who were going to yeah, jump. Yeah, it, it's like most players would have just oh, I hit the target, you know. But he's like, no, I'm just going to sit you all down, and I'm just going to roll it in the net. And uh, cheers. I, I remember listening to Peter Shilton talk about um, uh, Maradona in the in the the, the goal and. Yep. And he said um, he was watching as as he got past Terry Butcher. He he threw seven dummies. He ended up just sitting down. Yeah. He had no idea which way he was going to go. He had seven different dummies in about four feet. And that's what Mo yeah. does. His, his his body control is absolutely phenomenal. And as as he has taken ownership of of his physicality in the last five years, if you look, he's not always been this jack. No. The, the his body control is getting better. I think it's, um, would it be fair to say, Si, the, the challenge by Ramos completely changed his physique? I think physique. it's very, very possible, you know. I think that rehab was like, he actually... That wasn't ever going to happen to him again. Exactly. He's never going to not be the best player on the pitch and he's never going to have to walk off from a final injured like that. You're not going to wrestle me off the ball. Exactly. Because if you look at every single game, somebody tries to twist his shoulder off. Yeah, yeah. Because they think it's a weak they, point, right? Yeah, but, and they just bounce off him. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he like dribble past four players before the Simicast chance? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's the one side. That's kind of yeah, similar one to side as well. He just just took them all on and just, I just, I've lost for words for him sometimes in this game. I know it's Norwich and we've got to put that as a caveat, but he was just truly phenomenal in this game. He really was. I think your stats collection, sorry, we need to touch on that while we're on Salah because. You don't get this anywhere else. You've gone back through LFC histories, player minutes. You've got minutes for Rush. You've got minutes for Roger Hunt. You, everyone says it's 150 goals from X amount of games. 233 you, games. What does it mean? How can you compare? Yeah. I, have, I have complete people compa- complaining that, that he is definitely second because uh, Roger Hunt did it in fewer games. Um, and so it's un- it's it's unfair to say that Roger Hunt didn't because uh, you only got to you got to start and play all games. I'm like, but that's that's yeah, just exactly. people not understanding it, isn't it? That's just yeah, the Mo, same. Mo's been Mo has to come on for three minutes at the end of games four times, which which then ruins the record because because Roger the record? Had no record. Mo had twenty six combined. What is the correct record, say? Uh, oh, man, I haven't got it up. Who's Hodgson's? I've got, I've got it in front of me. Who's Hodgson? I hope that's not. Oh, Gordon Hodgson. He was from like Gordon Hodgson. Like, <laughs> old school. And bear can, mind, can I, can I just say though? Right? Just, just, I, and I know, I know, we, we, we love, we would have praised Mo, but I'm not going to have Roger Hunt's name besmirched on this podcast <laughs> because he used to, he used to, he used to play with a medicine ball on an, a field of mud. <laughs> he had a scoring record as he did. Goals. His first seventy-six goals were in the second division. Yeah. Thirty-three of Mo's are in the Premier are in the Champions yeah. League. Right. Let's yeah. let's in our rush to praise Salah, <laughs> let's not trash our icons of our past. That's all I'm saying. There's no trashing. <laughs> it's phenomenal. The record that he has is just for is Roger tr- Hunt. He just isn't first. Yes. Fine. Happy with that. Mo's done it in pure minutes. Absolutely right. Second. Yes. So Go on, we... Harry, what is it? Should, should we should we talk about how um um the Norwich gave the um commentators their wet dream um by taking the lead? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was so much excitement 
wasn't there at this moment, just because <laughs> you know Norwich might do it despite being battered. Um, it was um, two percent chance. It was a two percent chance. Just you know, you know, it's bounce the bullshit, isn't it, Roti? It, that's all it is. Um, it's just, just it's it's the it's the Dean Smith factor because we seem to concede ridiculous deflected goals when we're playing against the Dean. That's Smith a very team. excellent point, Rosie. I like that. <laughs> I I that. Yeah, <laughs> some kind of juju oh, from the Dean Smith. Yeah, to, to give deflections. Yeah. Um, so, um, before we talk about Mo and Ali, um, Sai, uh, sorry, Sai Bart. I mean, how sad Sadio's technique for that equaliser. Ah, oh, but the the whole move was beautiful. It was it well executed. For a switch in there, a little a dink pass into t- t- um, Costas, a little headed assist, and that overhead. I mean, that was a lovely goal. I mean, I'm not taking away from Mo's touch for his goal was individually brilliant, but as a team goal, I, I thought the 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 draw level goal I thought it was was brilliant it was and great the, to see Costas get an assist and and the, and the techers on the the money oh, finish was it was, was it, was it a, what was it was it a bicycle was it a scissor what was oh, it oh I think it was half and half um I mean I'm I'm going to be ultra harsh and say it's right close to the keeper I'm just going to say the gun doesn't do do himself in a great great set of uh to be honest his glory. foot was so high and to get it that angle going down onto the goal line was was phenomenal but oh, it was <laughs> no but it, it was great it was great yeah. Yeah. And then, to be fair to the goalie, to be fair to the goalie, it, shit. It, it was his shin, so he yeah. couldn't do it because it came off his shin. True, true. But Angus Gunn is shit anyway. <laughs> he is the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League. Um, I will, I will, I will have nothing bad said about that kid. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the XG on that one? He's had some absolute stinkers against us. The XG was point four eight. Okay. I mean, that's just that, that just doesn't take into account the fact how we had to. Anyway, no, no that's another. Uh, but we, we we we're going long here. But Sai, talk to me about the second goal, please. Uh, it was very good. We are we are we are good at football. Um, Thirty-five touches. Everybody, every footballer on the pitch touched. No, no, it. no. The second goal. No, second the goal. second goal. Are we talking Moes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mo is very good too. Uh, he pulled Packing that. Packing stats. Ali came and came and grabbed it. Uh, Mo pulled that to the right, made an outside in run. Uh, Ali Ali found him with an eighty yard through ball. Unbelievable <laughs> technique from Ali to just crush it. Took out nine players because there was there was a one behind him. Um, yeah. and, nine on the packing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nine on the packing. I've no idea how Mo Mo controlled it the way he did. Uh, and we we've already talked about it while you're off, though. Uh, he, he, he sat down. He sat down. The goalie, his granny, um, both fullbacks, <laughs> the taxi driver, and then just slotted <laughs> into the corner. Okay, and then talk about talk talk us through, talk us through the thirty-four pass. Oh, I, will, I, I, I actually have thirty-five touches in there. Um, I, I, I said the, it was the our longest ever passing sequence leading to a goal since since in, in since they in the seven eighteen years that they've been collecting. Yeah, I have thirty-one from two seasons ago. Um, wow. it, it broke out. It's another set piece goal, uh, and, and Hendo collected it on the edge of the box. Just reset as as you would, you should tactically. Um, and we built every every footballer on the pitch. Not called the Vokarigi touched the ball. Um, <laughs> guess who had the most touches in that phase? Good question. Nabe. Nope. Um, Is it going to be Hendo? Hendo had six. There was somebody with seven. Oh, Thiago. Oh, 
Thiago had six. Yeah, Salah. Mo Salah had seven touches in that five-touch uh, phase. Wow. And, wow. And, I, and I know it's funny to say about Divi not being involved, but to be honest, his run was actually really important for the actual execution of the final three ball, right? Sure. I actually missed the finish live because I was busy tweeting about um, Tiago's no-look 35-yard switch. Yeah, which was in this move. 30, which was yeah. part of the 35 touches. Fucking outrageous. Love it. He, was, he, he was another player who just engaged God mode when he came on as sub. It was funny. But, but to be fair, Hendo played a lovely, a lovely through ball. It was very much like it was it was um um and like a 1987 or nine yeah probably a 1985 actually um typical Liverpool goal where uh, Rush would would make a, a yes. run from yes. behind the fullback and and Ronnie Whelan would just play a slide rule ball a slide rule pass in it'd be Rush or, or Dalglish we used to do it all the time I reckon we must have scored twenty of these a season and then just think the keeper yeah. It's a little bit of a finish. We have a go at Origi, but he had a 100% pass rate in this game. Can't yeah. knock that. Is it one pass? He's a he had nine, nine touches, including <laughs> right. two shots. Rosie, very quickly, right? Can we just talk about the pressing in this match? Yeah, 11, 11 presses leading to shots. That's absolutely obliterated the previous record, which was eight, a mere eight. But um, it's it's phenomenal. We had 140 presses in total, 11 leading to shots, um, and then we had a 1.1 of our xG. What was our total xG for the match? Three points. Three point two. So we had 1.1 xG from pressing in this. From pressing. Yeah, six shots from eight counter-attacking situations as well. I mean, in in terms of production, Rosie, this is as good as it gets, really, isn't it? Oh, Gags! Gags got very excited at the start of this pressing collection because he said, "Wouldn't it?" He said. The first time he's ever collected where the first press led to a shot and nearly a goal. and It, it, it was the so, Salah shot, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the Salah shot was nearly scored, yeah. In all, of his, all the games that Gags has collected, the first press has never led to a goal. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just wanted to talk about somebody, a player who's been mentioned as well, because I am going to give him top presser in this game, is to Luis Diaz. I mean, yeah. it's okay. It's, it's only 19 presses in total. Not, not that much. Oxford was more than 25. But he had 100% press efficiency, Rosie. He had yeah. seven high-value presses, three leading to shots. Um, That's a huge ratio there, isn't it, for possession wins to talk. But this, for somebody who's coming in cold, who's meant to be learning the system, right, to, to, to put up, you know, when you think about, okay, it's Norwich, caveat everything Norwich, to, to put in professor, professor performance of that quality in his in what, his third second start at home, it's just unbelievable. We, we, we discussed it on the Diaz pod when he signed. We was like, there's not much evidence to go on with pod in terms of pressing because they don't have to press because they've always got 65, 70% of the ball and it's not the tactical um, approach of their manager. But but on the Y Scout video that I posted, if you watch him for his national team, he was doing a fair fair bit of it. So we thought it's possibly there, but it might take a while to uh, get up to speed. Didn't take him any time, did it? Just straight in there. Because, and, and as Bart said earlier, it was a phenomenal pressing cameo off the ball and on the ball against Inter as well. So it, it did the it did the press that led to the Mane big chance as well that he missed at the end. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, but the, so we back on the day we 
to go through the shots because it was quite. We, there's so there's eleven. We got to do it. Is that leading the shots, tied the record. Cater got three. Uh, sorry, um, Diaz got three, and who else got the other ones? Um, Simicast got two, uh, and Mane got two. So yeah, tremendous. Does anybody you know, else have anything else to say on Norwich that we've missed? That you had? They're shit. No. We had for, they're, they're, they're the fifth. They only four of the teams have have ever that that Klopp has faced has had a higher percentage of their touches in their own box. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we talk about opportunity all the time. We've had. The, I think that this is a wonderful pod to explain. Um, and highlight what UP and and what the present data does because um, sometimes volume because volume can lie. Yes. Really high is okay. It just means really high. One of these games was by design. One of these games was because the opposition was shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think also the the change. You know, we had four up front basically for a period of time. Which yeah, uh, uh, and that meant that we had four on there four, and equally towards the end of the second half, Mane went to the wide and Diaz down the middle, which meant Diaz was on Hanley, who's the weakest on the ball. So, which led to a few chances later on. So, I think there's opportunity there in the fact that we changed the shape and really put pr- massive pressure on the back four. As size put there in the in the in the heat press in the in the well, um, chat. Well, Bart, if you if you right of the of those five games I'm talking about, right. So yep. uh, this is over 25% of their entire touches were in their own box. You, yep. you have to look at like s- certain teams. Two of those games were Burnley. And so I bet 30 of those touches were blocks. Yep. Norwich weren't a high block team, right? No. The, 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 dif- the differentiator between Norwich and the other teams in this, in this group are the opposition's long ball rate. So... The, the we have long ball rates of thirty seven percent, thirty five percent, twenty nine percent, twenty eight percent. They're the other four games. Norwich's was seventeen. Yeah. Norwich just didn't kick the ball away. No. Their average, their average is sixteen and a half percent. They didn't increase their average because they were playing against us. They tried to carry on doing the thing they do badly. Yeah. And 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 they basically went, ah, oh, okay, here you go on then. And we just took advantage of it. It was great that we took advantage of yeah. more than that. Just on the way... Palace side, weren't they? Because Palace carried on doing it, but they did it well. Whereas yeah. Norwich didn't at all. I'd argue Palace have got better players. Yeah, oh, sure. Absolutely, they have. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, you said a really interesting question on the live show chat site. Um, where did we get the opportunity to press... Yeah, it's, it is. It is. It's a really good, really good point because um, in the the set, both centre mids gave it away twice for goals uh, for, for for presses leading shots. Norman twice, Gilmore twice, uh, Mashika three times press leading to shot from him, and he was playing on the left wing nominally, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Gibson one, who's the centre back, uh, and Aaron's two was the full back. So um, yeah, so they were all they all coughed it up in dangerous situations. But yeah, absolutely phenomenal performance. Right now, very very quickly. I wanted to just finish on the um, the difference between Anfield Index pressing and stats bomb pressing, which is on FB Ref. Because um, Rosie, you collected the Inter, and it was two hundred and sixty eight presses, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Which and remind people what what one the biggest difference between us and stats bomb because we collect certain parts. 
Well, we, we only collect the middle third and the final third, whereas we don't collect the defensive third at all. So, stats bomb do. They collect a full pitch. Yeah, the last one is the pitch, pretty much. We, we, we don't, we don't we count that. They, um, I think it's our second highest of the season behind the match against Man City. Uh, and they gave us uh, 210 presses in the full pitch. And we, on your collection, had 268 in the upper two-thirds of the pitch, essentially. And that, yeah. that's a big difference. Now, Bart's going to bring you in here because we did start looking at this in depth a few years ago when we got um, you know, some of the, we got a couple of data files with the stats yeah. data in. But that's a big difference, isn't it? I know it was a high-volume match, Inter, but that's 58, and we don't even collect the defensive third. No, and I think I've said this before. I think they just fundamentally, it's a different definition. Um, I know that's a really easy get out, but <laughs> the I just think that they call it pressures for a reason. I don't think it press, and I think they look at it. So whereas you guys will do a look at it in individual actions to get a, 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 you could count more in this action, I think, because they start looking at a pressure, a pressure from a lot further back than AI do, um, and then they won't count it again. It's already been yeah. counted. So, like, if it's so, a sprint for one run of like twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you the might... interesting thing for me was, although there's a massive difference, if we look at the Norwich game, you've just given top presser to how many presses did you say? For Diaz, nineteen. For Diaz, nineteen, and he had a hundred. What was his success rate? Uh, he had he had seven. Uh, he had hundred percent efficiency for us, and he had seven high value wins, which is possession wins. So, if you look at the pressures, Diaz has got seventeen with a seventy percent efficient rate. So. There are occasions when it's very close, if you get what I mean. But I, yeah. I just fundamentally think there is a different definition. And I'd love to sit down with the F-Brief guys and say, so what is it? But I think it's because they look at the event starting a lot further back and then they don't count any subsequent events because they count that as something else. You know, yeah. there's another stat in there, like the ball goes out of play. So whereas you guys would count that as a change of direction from the press. Or, do you know what I mean? So I think there's yeah. different things in there. But it's useful. It's, data for me is always useful. We just have to accept it's different. That's yeah, one. so um, just on the heat maps on the, the inter game as well. I mean, both both us and Statsbomb have got the big red splodge over the penalty spot, um, which yeah. is unusual. Our our heat on 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 the right hand side is slightly further in field and slightly more advanced than the Statsbomb one, which seems to major over the halfway line, which is which is a bit of a location change, probably about ten meters difference there. And we've got a little bit more heat in the central areas just past the centre circle and stats bombs. Did you adjust anything. the pitch dimensions as we've worked out they're different? No, no, no. Um, um, because it, it will scale because it's just... Oh, it scale? It's, okay, fair enough. I know it, when we were looking at it, they, they do have different, slight differences in their um, X, Y, Y. Yeah, it's possible, you know, you know, because we translate everything to a... Um, we translate everything to an Anfield pitch size, which is, yeah. I think, is 100 by 68, I think. Yeah. So if it's a pitch, it might be slightly wider. That's a fair point, actually. Yeah. And stats bomb do is it one twenty by a hundred? I think they have no, a standard. That, 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 but that's just converting the meters into pixels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it might be if the San Siro is wider than Anfield, it might push it slightly wider. But yeah, it's just one of those things to bear in mind. Um, obviously, we give you out that pressing data 
uh, especially on the under pressure chat, keep keep posted there. But it's um it's a it's a manual it's a manual it's a hard slog. It's collecting from the video, Rosie, and it was it was a six hour collection for you this one. Yeah, six and a half. It was a it was the longest half of action. The first half was just something else. Um, I never thought we were going to finish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it's also a nice little validation, Dan, because you can see similarities, can't you? Yeah, on the heat map. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, anyway, fantastic stuff, chaps. Um, I think that's we're going to call it a day there because we've gone very long on that. Um, but we will be back for yet another double header next week. And it's See a big then. double header. It's Leeds and Chelsea. Leeds and Chelsea, of course, in the cup final. Yeah, we will be back next Tuesday for that. Up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.